0: Hello and welcome to In The Pocket Across The Pond, the UK NFL fantasy football podcast with me,
1: Alex Brindle. Me, Lewis Brindle.
0: And me, Alex Sharples. Always just a bit of a lengthy pause in there just to build tension as to who's going to answer first. (laughs) I like it.
1: Right off the bat, we just want to uh, apologise for the lateness of the upload this week due to... um, some unexpected circumstances. We had to record and edit the podcast a little later than usual, so apologies, it's coming at you a little bit later.
0: Uh, week nine. Week nine, lads. It's done. few interesting stories to chat about. Um, a lot of good football, considering we were missing quite a few decent teams. want to start with that Thursday night game, though. Eagles still rolling. Um, but how good is Damien Pierce Lou he's
1: pretty bloody good isn't he the guy just like must be covered in grease or something because defenders just slip off him when they're trying to tackle him he's a really good player breaks like three tackles every run and even if that run is for three yards they're the hardest three yards you've ever seen
0: yeah, I mean it's a joke that one run that he had where they just couldn't get him down. He's he's the dude. He's legit. I think he's a really really great player. Just and as I...
2: just want to throw something out dead quick. Properly does because he's only played like seven games in his career. But in in the same way that we always say that Nick Chubb's probably a top three running back, but fantasy wise he doesn't always do it because of his lack of receptions. Are we worried about that for Damian Pierce going forward?
0: Uh, I I worry about the team he plays on more than his receiving game. To be honest, if there's anything about Damian Pierce's ceiling to me that is capped, it's purely because of the offense he's playing in.
1: Mm. I don't think I it's, don't a, good, it's like... a good, it's a good shape by you, Sharp as well, because now you've said that I can see his career being more of a, be, being more of a Nick Chubb than an Austin Eckler, you know.
2: Yeah, because I mean the only the only pure runner that we take in the top you know, in the first round of the draft is Derek Henry and is he going to be Derek Henry? No, he's not going to be Derek Henry, but you know, he, he, he runs really hard and
0: for my money, he might be him or him, Ken Walker as well. He's, he's amazing in terms of like rookies of the year. I saw a post before, which was like um, ranking, re-ranking the, the first round of the draft based on how teams are Players are playing, so just based off like obviously the first thirty-two players and a hierarchy of them, and Sauce Gardner was top, but then it had Drake London two above Alave, and I was a bit like, mm. as the person who's writing this, not watched a game of football in a month. Mm, I mean, you know, Alave, is, mean, Alave is great.
1: Alave is great, and I would I would be, nicknaming him the Great Fire of London because because he has been. Not on fire, hot garbage. That's a really a rubbish <laughs> nickname.
0: Yeah, yeah. The Great Fire of London will be a, a,
1: a fantastic nickname. It would be, it, it would really be. Well. But it's the opposite because I'm I'm using it in a literal but, sense, in that every, oh, every, his last is, name's
2: London, right? I literally just yeah. got that. Oh, I thought you were talking about okay. Chris Olave. I was like, Keep, that would have been a reach <laughs> to
1: Chris Olave, the Great Fire London. I was
2: like, where's he? I was like, where's he pulling this from? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going Drake London, Great Fire of London, but in the most literal sense ever, in that it's horrible and people are dying because he's so bad. And it smells like cookies.
0: Yeah. yeah, we'll maybe put that nickname on the back burner for now, pun intended. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> how, about the, how about the Sunday games anyway? is Speaking of something burning, is Aaron Rodgers toast? Yeah. Shapples, sure, I think you've probably been the biggest rogers defender out of the three of
2: us yeah um i personally don't think he's toast i think that offense is stagnant i think we sort of thought it'd be that going into the season it's just you know there was obviously a couple of couple of rookies neither of them first round picks they'll come in and you thought could shake it up um but you know it's it's what happens when you lose a 99 overall Devontae Adams, do you know what I mean? Um, but for me personally, I don't think Rogers is done, I think he's still got plenty in the tank but would I like to see him do a, do a Tom Brady and leave his team and just get plopped into a great situation like, I don't know, the Dolphins or something with some of their weapons or yeah, and I think he'd be great it's just his Packers offence is yeah, it's just looking very stale. I don't think the Packers offence affects Aaron Rodgers
0: ability to throw the ball though and there were multiple times on Sunday where his arm just didn't look like it had it that that, that I mean there's there's three red zone and not even red zone like three touchdown zone interceptions and two of them were just because it was a bad throw and it, bad under under throw mm. and it's like it's what we saw with Matt Ryan this year the arm didn't look like it was there i'll be honest i don't think i don't think brady looks like that i think brady kind of still looks like brady in terms of his throwing uh but rodgers that that one that he, that he tried to throw to Bakhtiari was 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 awful yeah he was like throw it over a guy that's 10 feet in front of you
2: and it's a touchdown and he couldn't even do that i just struggle to believe that he's gone from a back to back mvp to this and it's purely Listen, him You know, I mean, you mentioned Matt Ryan, which is a valid point, but he was already on the decline. As I said, Rodgers has just won two back-to-back MVPs. So, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm still backing him. Well, I mean, in my
0: book, Tom Brady or Cooper Cup was the MVP of the league last year. I was kind of stumped as to how Rodgers won it again.
2: Wouldn't disagree, but also he can't have been bad if he was even in the running for it.
0: Yeah, I suppose so. But, um... Anyway, speaking of people that are bad, the Colts are really bad. <laughs> Frank Reich is out. They've hired uh, just just a guy off a of field, apparently, just a guy off a of field who they recognise because he used to play for them. They've hired him as the new head coach. Jeff Saturday,
2: is it? Jeff Saturday, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, he, I mean, he, he seemed. It sounds like he had a really good three and six record in high school. So uh, <laughs> obviously, uh, they're getting the hottest property on the market but yeah Reich's gone I kind of think that was a good decision we chatted the other week about how Reich probably should have been sacked last year but the GM saved his uh, job I just think there's a there's a little possible Jonathan Taylor uh, kind of um, wrinkle to this whole situation that being they clearly know they're going to lose because this guy in quarterback at the minute is bad Taylor's injured Sharples, is there a more than zero percent possibility that they shut him down for the season?
2: I think so. Yeah, um, I think the coaching decision indicates where they're at mentally. Um, it basically reminds me of, uh, well, when United first appointed Solskjaer, obviously end up giving him an extra contract. But you know, bring someone in, ex-player knows the culture, but you know, get the fans back into it because apparently the fans love this Jeff Saturday. Like he's an he's an absolute legend. He's in he's in the, the the ring of honor. But as you say, his highest coaching level is high school. So what can he really do? For me, he's just there to get a bit of yeah, get a bit of spirit back in, ride out the season, um, maybe get a reasonable draft pick. And yeah, if, you know, if, if if I'm looking at Jonathan Taylor and thinking, well, he's a bit banged up, he could do some rest. We're not going to get anywhere near the playoffs. Why wouldn't you wrap him up for the season?
0: Yeah, I I th- I I just fear that there's a Real possibility that that happens and uh, they just tank. But Lou, give us some three quick fire stories or things that happened at the weekend that you noticed and wanted to mention.
1: Well, I had a keen eye on one of the games. Uh, Not many people will have noticed this, but I did. Uh, Joe Mixon scored five touchdowns. Um, (laughs) That that went (laughs) under the radar. Oh, is that why why I lost?
0: Is that why I lost in our main league? Is that yeah. why I lost? Because Joe Mixon scored five touchdowns yeah. and Austin Echo scored three, and I was playing against them both. I
1: mm-hmm. think that might have been it. Um, listen, he's one of the—he's he's a guy who can do that, isn't he? You know, we've seen him have ridiculous boom weeks in the past. Um, I mean, it's an unreal game by him—one of literally one of the best fantasy performances of all time. And um, you know, deepest condolences to Alex and everybody else who was playing him. And also, um, they were playing the Panthers and subsequently the Panthers fired the defensive line coach. So, Joe Mixon is literally out here getting people fired. Excellent stuff <laughs> from Joe Mixon. Um, Justin Fields, 178 rushing yards. Was was that? Is that the NFL record? now by quarterback. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. Yeah, um, fantastic. I thought you know he he looked great. Um, yeah. Nothing more. I mean, they still, they
0: still that really lost, the record, but... yeah, he broke Michael Vick's record. I don't think Lamar doesn't have a game which is around 178 or whatever. our Fields had. I Lamar just, has obviously the most games, maybe or maybe it's still Michael Vick. I just assume that a hundred.
2: Yeah, Michael Vick had gone for at least 200 yards at some point because he was an animal. But wow, mm, fair no. play, fair play, Justin Fields.
0: Um, there's that funny clip of uh, there's that funny clip of Mike McDaniel saying that. They were like, "Why did why do your shout stop at Justin Fields?" And he was like, "I was telling him to stop scrambling, and annoyingly, he didn't. He didn't listen to coaching." <laughs> um,
1: and I've and I've, like my final note from me would be um, Seattle winning again, playing excellent football, obviously really well coached, and I think Pete Carroll is the. I'm not going to say the front runner of um, coach of the year because in my book. Coach of the year has to be a guy whose team is 8-0, and which is Nick Sirianni. But I yeah. think Carroll is the front-runner of maybe the better award, which is the, we thought you were going to be crap, but you're not award. Um,
0: <laughs> I think the Burs are, are, are sneaking up on that and Floos, because, yeah, I mean, the, the Dolphins' defence is not as good as when Brian Flores was in charge. But Fields and that offence have turned a corner in the last five weeks, definitely.
2: I think to um, throw, throw my hat in on that one, I think the jet, Jets also have to be in for a sniff with that.
0: Yeah. Mm. I mean, we'll get on to our categories in a minute and probably talk about some of those teams, but the Rams versus the Bucks was a putrid game. It was for four quarter, three quarters, or should I say three and a half quarters, the game which I wasn't watching, which I said last week, but I did watch the last two minutes of the game, and Brady is still that guy, you know, that was, he just, you could see when the, when the kind of switch was flicked, and he just took play calling duties in that, in the last 50 seconds of the game, and they moved the ball like they haven't done all season, and yeah, it, it's Brady, it's clutch, he lives for those moments, and um, it's too many drop passes from Godwin and Evans, though. It was ridiculous uh, the amount of passes that Mike Evans dropped in that game. And, and just uh, the books in general, the worst running team in the history of the league. So if anyone wants Leonard Fournette, uh, give me a shout. Uh, and Mahomes threw the ball a million times in that game. Uh, but how about our categories, lads?
1: What's your not buying it win this week, Lou? Uh, Lions. You know, just because I, I think that that game says more about the Packers. Yeah, Sharps.
2: Uh, same for me, yeah. Um, like, you know, if if they go and put 20, 30 points on them, fair enough, you'd say, oh, maybe the Lions' offense clicking again, but 15 points, I think lose right. It was more the Packers than them.
0: <laughs> I'm going to go the Chargers, narrowly beating the Falcons, uh, and I just don't think the Chargers are very good at all. Too many injuries, too many mistakes, uh, not very good on defense. Justin Herbert is really disappointing for fantasy and in real life. They won the game. I'm not buying that this team can do anything in the postseason, so I'm going to go yeah. the Chargers.
2: They've scraped a lot of wins.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and don't get me wrong, sometimes you look at a team and you're like, oh, well, that's what wins championships, but you don't seriously look at the Chargers this year and think they can do that all the way. I genuinely think the Vikings could scrape wins all the way to potentially the Super Bowl. I don't see the Viking the Chargers, sorry, that way. Um but what about impressive victory? Sharps will come back to you.
2: Yeah, gotta be the Jets for me against the Bills. I mean it, it has got me thinking it's are they for real this season, what do we think? Uh I don't want to answer that. I mean six, what, six and two, six and three?
0: Yeah, the one game behind the Bills. One
2: game behind the Bills. I mean, I didn't, I didn't think so. I mean, I remember, I remember a few weeks ago, me and you saying weren't buying it. But since then, they've, they've, they've looked good. They look damn good. Yeah, and I don't really know
0: how because Brees Hall isn't there, and I still think Zach Wilson's a bad player. But Lou, what's your impressive victory? Yeah,
1: I went with the Jets as well. You know, you can't beat the Bills and it not be impressive. So Jets. Mm -hmm. I went with the Ravens you know the stats
0: don't do it justice like how good Lamar was in that game and they kind of dominated it so uh, I think it was a really impressive victory by the Ravens Uh, obviously fantasy wise you're still disappointed with Lamar but real life the guys like unquestionably one of the four best players in the league Uh, and who's the worst team in the league, I hope we all have the same one should we say it on three, which is going to be pretty hard because we're all online here, but we'll just say it and it'll just all come scattered. I'll count down. One, two, three. Packers. The Panthers. <laughs> what? Go <laughs> Okay, so the Colts I've had for the past few weeks, so I understand that one. I heard rumblings on Sunday that Lou was going to pick the Packers uh, in line on this one, Lou. I,
1: I just think there's there's two correct answers to this question, which is the Colts or the Raiders, but um, the emotional oh, the answer, Pampers. and and the answer that I think is I think is correct this week. The worst in the team, the the, the worst team in the league this week, it's the Packers. They look awful. They look really bad. Aaron Rodgers has looked awful, and I'm I don't I'm not having these excuses. You know, like Patrick Mahomes just lost Tyreek Hill, and we're seeing this year how unreal Tyreek Hill is, and Patrick Mahomes is still dominating if you're Aaron Rodgers, you need to be dominating. I I think the worst team in the league this week is the Packers. Well, uh, Lou,
0: have you, have you got queued up the, uh, the worst section of the podcast every week? Yeah. Run us through those injuries.
1: Yeah, I have. So it's again, not an awful week, really. Um, Josh Allen suffered an elbow injury late in the loss to the Jets. So just monitor it. He's, he's questionable this week. So, and he's, Remains to be seen if it's going to affect his performance. Um, Aaron Jones suffered an ankle injury in Greensbury's loss to the Giants. X-rays are negative, so he's clear to practice, but remains to be seen in what fashion he will be practicing if he's going to play this weekend. So keep monitoring that. Two other Packers players as well. Romeo Dubs, high ankle sprain. He's going to miss like, over a month, probably, unfortunately. And then Christian Watson, another rookie wide receiver, um, being assessed for a concussion, which isn't great news considering he literally suffered a concussion last week against the Bills, so he might miss some time. Um, and then PJ Walker, Sam Donald, uh, and every coach and staff member and fan in the stadium who could even remotely throw a ball suffered injuries in the Panthers game, um, or at least I assume so because Baker Mayfield ended up on the field. Yeah,
0: we don't like Baker. But we love accountability on the podcast. We've got the spreadsheet of doom. Oh, yeah. I think as it's as it's being known as this week, the spreadsheet of doom. We've got it up. Seen a lot of red this week. Not so much green. But Lou, you're you're on you're on a pretty historic trajectory with your with your tight end picks, aren't you?
1: I'm boycotting the tight end <laughs> section this week. I just I think. I think in a way it is more impressive to call a goose even though I haven't called it but it is quite it's quite impressive to sort of like two in a row players who like Tyler Higby he was out there on 79% of offensive snaps he was out there but he just didn't do anything he had one target for zero catches like and I'm pretty sure that was the exact same stat line maybe for my pick last week um.
0: Uh, <sighs> yeah, it wasn't very good. And you're on a golden goose next week. If if whoever you pick at tight end is a uh, is a goose, is a golden goose. I'm going for like, that golden goose. Picking tight end for a week. Yeah, I went with Evan Engram, who who wasn't much better. One point eight fantasy points. Um. Christian Kirk turned back up. I suppose that. That explains this one, but uh, just when you thought you could count on Evan Ingram, you can't. But that's the tight end for you. What about what about you, Sharps?
2: Well, I think it shows how bad it was when um, your one point eight was the highest tight end score this week because I had Tyler Conklin who got one point seven. The Conqueror. Yes, Tyler the Conqueror. Um, fair to say, didn't carry on that uh, six receptions, two touchdowns uh, form. From uh, last week against uh, New England. But yeah, um, managed to get me a catch, prevent him from getting my first goose of the season, so could be worse. <laughs> could indeed be worse. Um, But Lou,
0: your wide receiver was nice this week, though, wasn't it? Yeah, Josh. Last week, I should say.
1: Josh Palmer, eight receptions, 106 yards, 18.6 PPI fancy points. He was the top target on the day. Like, you know, like we thought he was going to be. A solid game.
2: Yeah, what about you? Shots. Um, yeah, I mean, my guy didn't didn't hit our miss. I was a bit disappointed. I, re- I really thought this would be his week. Uh, it was T Higgins, um, wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, thirteen points, so decent. He was seven for sixty. Uh, it was you know he, he had a decent week. It's just the fact that Joe Mixon was just an absolute black hole on on the offense, and everything was going to him. Um, I feel like recently I've been. A week away from picking a guy's breakout. Well, know, not necessarily a breakout, but like big week. And I just feel like T Higgins, the week I don't pick him, he's gonna go for like thirty-five points. But unfortunately, it wasn't this week. Um But yeah, can't be too disappointed with it.
0: Yeah, and me and Lou were talking about T Higgins the other day. He's, he's an amazing player, but it just feels like every week you look and he's got thirteen fantasy points. Yeah. Even whether whether Jamar Chase is playing or not. Um so yeah disappointing I, even though it's not a miss it's a disappointing one I know what you mean uh, I went with McLaurin 10 10 points it's uh respectable you know he's not killed you but um the, the commanders just love throwing away games and they, they should have they should have beat the Vikings um I don't particularly think Taylor Heineke is a good player but he clearly likes McLaurin, but yeah, it was if ten points is a down week from McLaurin, then then you've got a good season ahead, I would say. Uh, what about the running back lead? Uh,
1: yeah, Aaron Jones, um, nine attempts, twenty five yards, two catches, twenty yards, um, six point five, PPR fancy points, but a bit out done by because he left the game pretty early in the th- third quarter with an injury, so. Who's to say it's a miss, but I feel a little bit outdone done by that.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the, the Packers are infuriating in any way, having anyone on that offense. What about
2: you, Sharps? Yeah, a good, a good week for Miles Sanders. 15.3 points. Um, pretty, he has a pretty stable number of carries again. 17, uh, 93 yards and a touchdown. Um, again, again, another good week. It's just the, the, that offense, the ball just gets shared around a lot. Kenneth Gainwell robbed a touchdown from him. Uh, and also, it's it feels like the first game in a while that an Eagles match has actually been close, so normally there are a few scores ahead. They'll just ha- hand it off to Sanders, he can get a few runs in, but because it was close, it, the Hurts was throwing it a bit more. So, again, didn't quite have that, that boom game that I was looking for, but, um, but yeah, a, a good week for Miles Sanders.
0: Yeah. And, yep, yeah, Travis Etienne, he's, he's, he's a locked-in, forget about it from now, on. he went off 109 yards, carried the ball 28 times, you know... um two touchdowns. He's just a hell of a player, and especially in a game where they clearly got sick of Jermichael Hasty because he gave the ball away. Um, Etienne's just going to get more work in this offence and he's just a really, really good player. So that was a nice pick. Um, But Lou, your quarterback was the best this week, so why don't you remind us who it was.
1: Geno Smith. Now, according to our metrics, it technically wasn't a hit, but it really solid week um 275 yards two touchdowns one interception 38 rushing yards you know solid week Gino he's just a really solid player yeah Sharples.
2: yeah um i i picked Aaron Rodgers I've uh, briefly touched on it before it, i mean really it should have been uh, a bust week but he managed to get me a touchdown to just just take him out of that bracket Thirteen point six points. Um, yeah, uh, you know, two hundred ninety-one yards a touchdown, fine, but three interceptions, as, as we mentioned, and they were just really needless, you know, bad ones. And um, yeah, I know me personally, I, I keep waiting for this Packers offense to spark into life, but you know, we're halfway through the season now, I'm just not seeing any sign of it. So uh, yeah, definitely, definitely worried for the Packers going forward. Yeah, and.
0: It's thirteen and a half fantasy points, but it, it feels like two. Aaron Rodgers against the Detroit Lions, and you—you, you, it was the smart pick from you last week. It, it should have been a smash play, uh, and there's clearly something wrong there because uh, who can't score on the Lions? But uh, I went with someone who probably at the moment couldn't score on the Lions either. I went with Justin Herbert. It was a miss. Twelve points. I mentioned the Chargers before it's just horrible. Just no, I just don't really want anyone apart from Austin Eckler. I don't want anyone in the passing game, I should say, because even Gerald Everett's kind of plateauing now and, and, and kind of uh, starting to regress and Herbert's just not been good. It's just really not been good this year for fantasy. Um, Yeah. I, uh, if I had Herbert or Justin Fields on my team, because I'd maybe, uh, and maybe stashed fields. I would be smashing fields in for the foreseeable. To be honest,
2: I think I think if I was, if I was on a dynasty, I would be going very hard to acquire Justin Herbert right now because. Oh think, yeah,
0: too right. Yeah. yeah,
2: I think this is probably as low as you'll get him in his entire career. The way he's going, I think next season when the o line comes back, hopefully he gets some weapons back. I think you'll. You'll see what you saw last year. So, yeah, if, if you're in a dynasty league and you need a quarterback, I think this is the time to just go and get him and you might have a locked-in quarterback for the next 10 years.
0: Yeah, that's a shout, he His he, value's super low right now and it's the lowest it's going to be. I wouldn't be rushing to trade for him this season. I did trade for him a few weeks ago and I'm kind of already regretting it. Um, So, yeah, maybe don't rush to, to for, for it this season. But, yeah, dynasty league, get on Justin Herbert. But we'll move on. To the waiver wire picks this week, guys that are rostered in fifty percent of leagues or less that we think you should pick up and stash or even play. A um, few interesting ones this week. We're getting to that time of of the year where you know uh, injured players might be coming back. Uh, you're seeing kind of roles be solidified. Um, what have you got
2: for me this week, Sharps? Oh, I think Lou's gonna love this first one because my first waiver pickup only rostered in 22% of leagues, is from the Chicago Bears, Cole Kmet.
0: Ooh. Cold Kmet. Can we call him Cold Kmet?
2: Cold Kmet. Well, look, I think yeah. at the start of the season we were saying how many good tight ends there were on the free agency wire. They're not there anymore. They're just <laughs> not. It's it's a desolate wasteland again. And with, with the, the massive uptick, uptick that you say that we've had in Justin Fields, I think it's making the a lot of pieces in the bear offense look, you know, look better, look more favorable. Um, and yeah, I think he's getting, he's getting a lot more confident in throwing the ball. His his number of throws are up as well. And with Cole Komet, he's had a good, a good couple of weeks, obviously 22 points against Miami. He's not going to do that every week, but the fact is he is back into fantasy relevance again. And if you're struggling for a tight end, I think he's probably your best bet off the waivers at this point. Um, and someone who's rostered even less, um, only nine percent of leagues. I remember. I think we were talking about this guy back in week one, where he had something like eleven targets, and then just didn't get anywhere near it again. Um, but Donovan Peoples Jones, uh, I've noticed he. I think it's over, this is probably for a specific sort of. I know for me personally, we're in we're in a double flex league, and I'm finding it hard to have some consistency in that flex. spot. I'm seeing a lot of boom bust players, and I'd like a bit more a bit more stable, stableness. And um, Donovan Peoples Jones in his last five games: twelve points, nine points, twelve points, eleven points, twelve points. I think he's a really good, steady flex. Uh, and yeah, only in nine percent of leagues. So uh, Donovan Peoples Jones from the Cleveland Browns.
1: Donny Peeps J. Donny Peeps
2: J. Lou?
1: Yeah, I've gone for. Uh... Two pass catches as well. Um, Cade Orton, who's the rookie tight end at the Buccaneers, I'm pretty sure. Um, He's averaging five targets a game since week four, uh, including going um, five receptions for 68 yards and a touchdown this past week. I think that um, Tom Brady seems to be looking to Orton in... um, in pretty important situations, and obviously, you know, we know from his history of Rob Gronkowski that Brady often likes a tight end that he can trust. So, I think you know, games like last week go a decent way in building that rapport. So, I think you know, the tight end landscape's pretty rubbish. So, he's worth he's definitely worth an ad. And also, I went for Michael Hardman, uh, wide receiver for the Chiefs. I mean so Hardman's been he's been like more consistent this year than in previous years I think you know he's he's got he's actually got double digit PPR fantasy points in five of the eight games that he's played so far this year um, as well as six touchdowns two of those rushing so you know he's, he's still a bit of a risky start you know a little touchdown dependent but he, he's a really explosive part of the offence and you know they're not they're not putting him in on those like the odd Taysom Hill esque trick play. You know, he's he's consistently used, he had nine targets this past week. So I, I think that rostering him isn't as much of a gamble as it has been in the past. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I'm gonna say pick up Odell Beckham if you if if someone in your league hasn't already and stash him because he's uh he's being or being cleared to return this week and he's just he can choose his horse during the race you know so i would be looking at the bills i'd be looking at the ravens i'd be looking at jets. the cowboys the jets <laughs> no he wants to be th- you know he wants to be thrown the ball mate yeah. um i'll be looking at these teams from potentially going to but yeah he can he will Help a team late in the season, uh, late in the you know the, the post season, I should say. However, he will have to come back and have about I'd say a month of good football to, to actually make a difference in the post season. So someone's going to want to get him in the next few
1: weeks. Um, just just on OBJ, just on, on OBJ, really quickly. It's had nothing to do with fantasy football, but you know I've thought this for a while. Do you not think Odell Beckham Jr. is he's he's like the Drake? of the NFL, just a massive cringe bag
0: <laughs> just a cringe bag yeah, he is cringy, and and to be honest, a little overrated I feel he's had a few like kind of um, you know um, kind of Hollywood style catches, you know, that make a good kind of magazine cover but outside of his first couple of seasons in the league, I don't think he's been a prolific wide receiver but he was really good for the Rams last year and I think he's gonna go to a team where that is gonna use him that needs him. So pick up Odell Beckham. And if you or someone in your league dropped Jeff Wilson the other week, um because he got traded to the Dolphins or because McCaffrey got traded to the Niners, should I say, and then he got traded to the Dolphins, pick him up the they were basically splitting carries, him and Raheem at the other day, and they both looked really good. I think Mostert's value it kind of plummets a little bit, um, but they're both flex-worthy each week. I I, I don't know you'd rather start with the two of them, but what I am saying is you can start both of them. So, yeah, if, if someone bottled it and dropped Jeff Wilson to the waiver wire, pick up Jeff Wilson. And uh, put him on your bench, or put him in your flex. I'd sport. be, I'd be going,
1: uh, I'd be going, Juice all day, Juice Wilson, Juice
0: Wilson. I mean, Raheem, like, like we've said before, Raheem Mostert's the fastest man alive. <laughs> but they clearly don't, they clearly don't want to use Raheem Mostert as much as they were using him before because they were using like it shows you how bad Chase Edmonds is if you're playing with this guy with like, with like cotton fur for hamstrings (laughs) and you know he's gonna you know he's gonna get injured anytime but then you turn around and you see chase Edmonds, and you're just like right we'll just we'll risk it we'll keep him in yeah we'll keep him in um it just shows you bad chase Edmonds, i suppose but yeah get jeff wilson added but anyway starting to look towards week 10 can you believe it's week 10 lads the 10th episode of the pod week 10 of the nfl season um we're going to start looking ahead now and we're going to we're going to kick it off in the way that we always do with
1: forget about it
0: players that are locked into your lineup no matter what don't even think about benching them just just get them in the at the quarterback position josh allen even if it's a banged up josh allen patrick mahomes jalen hurts and tua
1: Forget
0: about it! Running back Saquon, McCaffrey, Eckler, Kamara, Chubb, Etienne, Henry, Pierce, Ken Walker, Josh Jacobs, and Dalvin Cook. Forget about it! Some very nice week for running backs this week. Wide receiver Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, Diggs, Jefferson, Adams, A.J. Brown, Jalen Wardle, Debo, and DeAndre Hopkins.
1: Forget about it!
0: And at the tight end, Travis Kelsey. And welcome, Dallas Goder. Forget Agree about it. it. You, He's great. Mm. Agreed. Mm. Agreed. Yeah. <clears throat> Thanks, pal. See you next week. Um. Yeah, on to our own player picks for this week. Guys that we're planting our flags on. Ravens, Patriots, Jets and Bengals on buys this week. We need a comeback week. All of us, all of us need a comeback week. It's it's been quite frankly embarrassing. What what quarterback is gonna is gonna restore our respectability? Sharples? Uh
2: Yeah. So for quarterback this week, I've gone for um, the very gorgeous man from the San Francisco 49ers, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, had a bye week uh, in between, but the last time we saw him, two hundred and thirty five yards and two touchdowns against the Rams. Um, Chargers have some nice pieces on defense, but they've not been spectacular. Um and I think with a full you know assortment of Debo, uh, a healthy looking George Kittle he's been very nice himself recently uh, and also CMC with another few weeks under his belt I think he's got a hell of a lot of weapons, um and so yeah I think hopefully a safe better quarterback but also with a bit more of a higher ceiling than we normally see from Jimmy G because that's normally his downfall. Hmm. Lou?
1: I'm gonna go for Matt Stafford this week. Um. So I mean, don't look now, but Matt Stafford has actually gone two games in a row without a turnover. No he's. Would you not. believe it? He has I promise you, He has done. Were they on a bye week one of those weeks? <laughs> well, three weeks technically counting the bye. Um should have used that, shouldn't I? But um no, I mean his numbers haven't been great over the past couple of weeks, but you know, I mean they've been sub two hundred yards and uh just two passing touchdowns, but he was against the Forty ers and the Buccaneers in those matchups, and to to not allow those teams to force a turnover, is pretty decent, I'd say. Um, especially coming from you know what Matt Stafford was playing like in the first six games, on record pace for turnovers must have been. Um, so yeah, since that week seven bye, he seems to have at, at least worked at reducing those mistakes that he's been making. Um, this week he's facing he's facing a. Cardinals defense that over the last three games that they've played are giving up over 290 passing yards and nearly three passing touchdowns per game. You know it's a, it's a dream matchup really for Stafford at this point. Um, they're allowing over 20 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. Uh, it should be a competitive game. Two teams are pretty much fighting to to keep the seasons alive. I think I think this is the week that you want to start Matt Stafford.
0: <clears throat> Remains to be seen for me that uh, I'm going to go Justin Fields. It, it, it's easy to say this now, but I I genuinely was thinking about picking him last week. But I thought no, yes. I'll give it another week. I'll give it another week to consolidate. Uh, but he didn't. He didn't consolidate. He ended up making this take. Uh, this is a pretty cold take, I should say, because uh, obviously you start in Justin Fields. But yeah, he's the. Quarterback seven on the year, you know, I mentioned the birds have been really good since week five, and since week five, uh, Fields himself is averaging ninety rushing yards per game and two total touchdowns per game. That that's just fantasy gold right there, um, and here's the best thing: he gets the Lions this week, so I, I'm in a spot where I'm. Genuinely deciding whether to play a potentially banged up Josh Allen or Fields this week. That's how good Fields has been, and that's how much of a smash play I think this is this week. So yeah, get Justin Fields in. But why don't we? We'll we'll, we'll go tight tight end really quick, really quick. Let's just rip it off like a plaster tight end. Lou,
1: me oh, don't let me do it. Um, Greg Dulcich, tight end for Denver. Um. Double digit PPR fantasy points in every game he's played as an NFL player. Granted, that's only three games, but worked himself into a decent role in this Denver offense. Um Denver are playing the Titans who are bottom eight in fantasy points giving up the Titans and above all else I think Greg Dulce is just he seems too cool to goose. I don't think, you know. Just give me one point, Greg.
0: Are we calling that cool?
1: <laughs> no, no, I don't. I'm not saying he's going to be cool if he gets one point. I just think he looks like a cool guy. If He gets one point, then I'll be, I'll be very happy. But you know, won't have, I won't have, I, yeah, won't no, I have w- proved any points.
0: I was questioning whether we were going to call him. We were calling him cool because I think he borders on cool and incredibly uncool. Lou, do you want to give us a quick potential backup quarterback? Because we should have some breaking news. Um music, but I'm getting a notification from The Athletic that says Matthew Stafford in concussion protocol. So do you want to quickly give us a name for a backup?
1: Uh, Name for a backup then, I think a safe backup because they're a great team, is Dak Prescott.
0: Okay, very nice. Sharples, you were going to tell us your tight end.
2: Yeah. um, Not an easy pick this week. I don't don't know about you, lads, but I struggle with the tight end slot. I was going to take... uh, Mr. Dulcet tones, Greg Dulcich, but uh, obviously Lou took him instead. Uh, So I just went on the eye test this one. I thought Noah Fant looked great last week uh, against the Cardinals. Then again, a lot of tight ends have looked good against the Cardinals this season. Um, But yeah, five five for 96. um, Some big plays just looked, yeah, really good, really assured. And I trusted myself last week when I um, recommended picking up Terence Marshall off the waivers. I thought he looked good. He went and scored a touchdown this week, so I'm doing it again, trusting my own two eyes. Noah fan, let's go.
0: Yeah, and I'm gonna go Dalton Schultz. It's been a disappointing season so far with Schultz, but only really when you look at the games without Dak. You know, um, he like Dak has missed some time with injury, but when the two of them play, uh, there's clearly a connection that, You know, he's always involved when Prescott plays. He's averaging around seven targets a season, which is very healthy. Um, with Dak I should say and he had a great year last year with Prescott over 100 targets and almost 80 receptions those are fantastic numbers especially from the tight end And so I'm hoping this offence is getting back to that of last year You know, Dak's been back for a couple of games. They look good in the last game that they played. They've had a bye week to work things through. So hopefully we'll see more Schultz. And it looks more like last year's version of him. You know, the the Packers are a hard matchup on paper. But in real life, who knows what the Packers are. So I think you can play uh, Schultz with some confidence this week, to be honest. Uh,
2: Let's go back to Sharples. And we'll go wide receiver. Um, yeah, so I, I couldn't believe it when I put this name down, especially seeing as I remember, I think, earlier in the season, I completely denounced the Bears' offence, but went for cold, out off waivers. I've gone for Darnell Mooney uh, as a starter, wide receiver. Um, I, again, it's, it's, it's really just that the Justin Fields up to it. Ever since then, that the, the whole offence has looked a lot more appetising. Um, not really any outstanding numbers from Mooney, but um, 12 targets, 6 targets, 5 and 8. It's definitely picked up from, from the start of the season. Um, and also, he, he got a touchdown last week. I, I think Fields is looking for him in the red zone. And I just think as, as Fields gets more confident with passing, it's going to open up a lot more targets. I still feel like Mooney is the superior receiver to Chase Claypool. Um, I think last season, I think people have forgotten already how good Darnell Mooney was last season. We know he can do it. I think Claypool has come in as a supplementary piece. And, yeah, I'm hoping that, um, again, Al, as you mentioned, a soft Lions defence. Um, yeah, it could, could be uh, the breakout week for the season for Daniel Mooney.
1: Yeah. Lou? I'm going on the other side of the ball in that game. i Amra St. Brown, uh, wide receiver for Detroit Lions. Um, listen, in the past two games, Chicago have been really explosive and impressive on offence, like you were saying, Sharples, uh, scoring Twenty nine against a very good Cowboys defense and putting up thirty two points last week, they've also lost both of those games, um, conceding a combined eighty four points across the two matchups, and they've given away big performances in the passing game to Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and CeeDee Lamb. You know this, this Birds defense was decent at the start of the year, and I, some has happened where they just the leaking points and I, th- I think the you know, whereas the Lions were that fun team at the start of the year, I think, I think that's the, the Bears and the Dolphins now, these teams that can that can score points but leak points, you know, so I think St. Brown you know, he, he's not popped off for of fancy managers in a little while but he's still the guy in this passing game, you know outside of the Cowboys game where St Brown left like on basically the first snap. He's seen nine or more targets in five of his six games played, which is ridiculous, you know. And unlike last week, the you know the Lions are playing against a quarterback that can actually score some points. Um, so a bit of Aaron Rodgers shit there, but whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the Lions are going to have to keep up. St Brown is going to be the key to that this week, I think. And I'm going to go Christian Kirk.
0: I'm riding in the hot hand with a with a lot of my picks this week. Uh, Kirk had a really nice game last week, 21 fantasy points. Admittedly, that was against the Raiders, but Kansas City this week they don't really scare you on defense. You know, they're ranked 26th against wide receivers, and that's that's even after the game the other night where the Tennessee Titans uh, played without any wide receivers on the field, um, apparently. <laughs> Um, genuinely if you go and look at the receiving stats for that game you would think they were all sat on the coach um, because it, it's crazy I don't think any wide receiver caught a single pass the other night uh, and and even after that game where they took like uh, no hit to the score whatsoever Kansas City are still ranked 26th against wide receivers so they they should be lower so you can definitely target them, but also the Jags are going to be down in this game, so Kirk's going to be necessary. So yeah, I think you can, you can play Christian Kirk in a wide receiver slot definitely this week.
1: But let's go to our, uh, to running back. Uh, who've you got, Lou? Tony Pollard, Tony P, Dallas Cowboys. Ezekiel um, Elliott. He's he's still questionable. Um, so even if he plays. His touches are going to be limited, I think. And uh, if he's out then, Pollard becomes an absolute smash player. You know, Either way, he's going to have a good game this week against Green Bay, who Green Bay have actually given away the second most rushing yards in the whole league so far this year. Um, I don't really see some magical turnaround from the Packers' offense. I feel like every section I've just found a way to... Slag off the Packers <laughs> um, yeah, But I don't see a magical turner in their offence Especially against this fantastic Dallas defence um, So I think the Cowboys Are going to be able to control and win this game With the run um, And if that's the case Pollard should see plenty of touches Not only because of Zeke's injury But because he's earned them He really has, he's a great player
2: Shrapples? Yeah, what I'm hoping uh, is my sledgehammer pick of the week. Uh, Deontay Foreman, running back for the Carolina Panthers. Um, Purely off the the last Falcons match, which we saw two weeks ago, which was obviously, what a game that was, 37-34. he got 118 yards, three touchdowns, obviously not forecasting that again. Um particularly because um Tuba Hubbard might be back and so obviously that that'll limit some of Foreman's carries, but even so, you know, even if he even if he splits him in half, I just think that there's points available in this game, you know, for both teams and I think um Deontay Foreman is the one you want in the Carolina Panthers backfield. He, he's shown he can definitely do it. He has looked really strong not last week but the two games before that. Uh, and yeah, so while I'm not forecasting the absolute monster he had last time, um, you know, if he gets even half those points, it'll still be a hit. So yeah, uh, Deontay Foreman for me this week.
0: I'm going to go Cordero Patterson. He looked fantastic in his return this past week. He was fast, he was bouncing players off him. That touchdown run was a joke. Uh, and he, he might not score two touchdowns every week, but you can bet he's only going to get more involved from now on. You know, he gets the Panthers this week. Um, and yeah, you know, if there's any game where he might score two touchdowns again, it's this one. Sharps you mentioned that uh, that absolute shootout the other week. Um, well, Cordell's is game script proof because if it is a shootout, he's going to get a bunch of receiving work, and if they blow the pack, the Panthers out like um like the Bengals did this past week, then Cordell's gonna gonna score a few on the ground, and you know. Mixon just just ran for five touchdowns, uh, four touchdowns, one receiving, and he didn't even look like he was trying against the Panthers. So, uh, yeah, I think Cordero's a really good player this week. But rounding up with our preview of the games this week, uh, f- I think there's there's kind of a pretty bad bunch of games this week uh, on paper at least. You know, I think the the Lions at the Birds should be fun. Uh, Vikings Bills is definitely top bill. We'll see if the Vikings are for real, and you know Pack- Packers Cowboys is a is a heated rivalry, so maybe there's something
2: there. Um, but Sharple's, what what's the tier list looking like? Um, yeah, a lot of lot of meh games, uh, as you mentioned. I also agree. I think the Bills Vikings looks good, and just as we as we just mentioned, I think Panthers Falcons after the last game, you can't can't not put that in there. Hopefully, it lives up Thursday night no,
1: football as well. Prime time.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um but yeah, I think some definite stinkers in there as well. I think you can probably know where I'm gonna go with some of these. Uh I think the the worst of the worst has to be Raiders Colts.
1: Yeah, the industrial sized toilet bowl.
2: Yep. Um
1: I think I think I think Broncos
0: Titans, if if Malik Willis plays, then that, that one isn't far behind. I'm was probably not watching that one.
2: Literally the next one on my list, yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, what, what do you reckon, Lee?
1: Yeah, I'm going for Bills-Vikings as my game of the week just because I think it'll be interesting. I think you've got two teams here who are doing great but also can fall off like, like the Bills. I mean, we all expect them to be the Jets and if they want to be Super Bowl contenders, the Jets are really good, but the Jets aren't winning the Super Bowl this year. Um, please sound fight that if they do win it
2: and play it <laughs> on
1: every episode, but I don't think they are. Um and the Bills wanna be, but they just sort of they've, they've lost a couple of games this year they should have won. I mean, I know the Dolphins can score points, but you know, the Bills if they're as as, as dominant as we think they are then they should be winning these games. And the Vikings who great record, but they just you know, out me and you were talking about it at the weekend Al when we were watching red zone. The Vikings offence just stalls. So I think it'd be an interesting game between two teams who, sometimes, were were begging to be better than they are. Mm.
0: But yeah, that's gonna that's gonna do it for this week. Uh, any closing thoughts, lads? I know I've got one, but what, what have you got to say first?
2: Um, yeah, so I've just googled it, and um, Death Valley um, is the it's where the hottest temperature on Earth has ever reached, one hundred thirty-four degrees. So complete, you know. Scorched, scorched earth. N- nothing can live there, and yet still more life there than the tight end position.
1: Nice, excellent. Yeah, Rude. I would agree with that. When life gives you tight ends, make a big old goose.
0: <laughs> and speaking of yeah, speaking of your gooses, I would just leave things by telling people to not play Greg Dulcich this week. Because Lewis has picked him at his tight end. That golden goose so, is um, mine, mate.
1: That golden goose is mine.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the football once again. Goodbye.
1: Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Goose bye. <laughs>